0: This is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuned in to the new TNN.
1: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your headsets. You are indeed hearing from one of the worst bands of all time. let But the song works because today, it's time to talk about enemies. It's Concrete Man on the new TNN. It's in your house. Good friends, better enemies. You know, good old Johnny C here, as usual. And I once met the band known only as Lit. I myself was Lit off of my ass. And I made sure they were aware of my opinions about their music. Specifically, I referenced to them the song,
0: I put it in a Ziploc bag. Oh yeah, Ziploc bag.
1: And uh, let them know that they were not any good. They seemed nonplussed and went about their business back to their hotel room. And I went on to get a little more lit. But it's... Thanksgiving week here in the real world, and I am thankful for this opportunity to make fun of the band Lit, but I'm more thankful for the opportunity to continue the living document of In Your House references here on Concrete Man. In your house, good friends, better enemies. Johnny C., why don't we get down to business? All right, Concrete Man, if you insist, so much has changed since the boyhood dream came true at Wrestlemania. Uh, the Raw after WrestleMania actually lived up to its namesake. May have been one of the first big ones, to be honest with you. With the introduction of some brand new characters here to the World Wrestling Federation. And of course, the return of the Ultimate Warrior. Wildman Mark Merrow and Mankind have come over from WCW and ECW, making the jump seem feasible. Uh, of course, they were known as Johnny B-Bad and Cactus Jack in their former days. Razor Ramon. Has not been seen since before WrestleMania. Serving out a suspension for alleged drug use. And probably the most important piece of information. One that will perhaps take us on a new journey. Now that, that Shawn Michaels has been crowned the champion. And, and achieved his dreams. And Vince has gotten over all of the chaos that started way back in the Great White North. He's got a new shitstorm to deal with. Because at this point in time, I can tell you kidsters. The knowledge that Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, that being Razor Ramon and Big Daddy Cool Diesel, uh, are leaving. That news is out there, which is all the more surprising to me, because even as a kid uh, with online capabilities, you know, I knew that the contracts were up and Razor was going to WCW. Uh, When they announced he was going to be wrestling at this show, I was like, how? He's gone. And was, of course, surprised when he showed up. Uh, And then Diesel, well, we knew he was leaving as well. And they started kind of doing some fun stuff with the Diesel character. The Diesel character was finally getting interesting again and then see you later. Uh, probably not a good idea to put Diesel... You're putting a Diesel on a pedestal, Sean. I don't think we can do that. But you're putting him on a pedestal right before he leaves. Uh, including some fun interactions with Vince McMahon that uh, we will get into later tonight in our main event. But before we could talk about the legendary main event. As it is truly legendary, we have a lot of other matches to talk about, so let's get started. It's April 28th, 1996 in Omaha, Nebraska, in the Omaha Civic Auditorium. We get our opening video, as we're known to do. Diesel's glass is half full. He's on a crusade of reckless abandon and rebellious malcontent. In an all-holds-barred match, the champion's glass is half empty. He's gained the gold, but lost a friend. He's at a disadvantage, physically and mentally. Yeah, those are some of the words, but more importantly, it's the
0: music. Da 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 la da da da, 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 da da da
1: The In Your House logo is back, and it looks like fans. He's finally been taken. Justice. It appears due to his crimes against humanity, he has been forced into United States military service. He's aboard what can best be described as a warplane. It's the USS in your house, good friends, better enemies. And once Omaha is in the sights, the in your house logo is dropped like a bomb onto Omaha, falling to his
0: imminent death. Welcome on to Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to the heartland of America. Welcome to WWF
1: in your house. Some pyrotechnics arrive on the scene. You want to talk about fireworks. That's what you're going to see here tonight live from Omaha in your house. Wow. So right from the get-go, we get the correct usage and the incorrect usage in the exact same sentence. Ooh, this is going to be a hot one in the old town tonight. Royal Britannia hits. It's the British Bulldog with Jim Cornette. And he's got a surprise. His brother-in-law, the King of Hearts, Owen Hart. In case the stadium isn't full enough to the liking of the television camera, Vince lets us know. The scoop. Huge traffic jam on the outside, finally clearing up. Most everybody getting through the construction. getting in, ladies and gentlemen, in your house! Well, I don't recall inviting Nebraska into my home, but nonetheless I bought a couple of extra sodas. They've been on sale this week, so we'll see if we can accommodate them. Bulldog hits the top rope and makes the bosoms jiggle for the Omaha faithful, and I like it quite a bit. It makes me laugh. Hey! Clarence Mason is here. He's a great attorney. He's always crossing T's and dotting lowercase J's. We get some handheld camera footage that's really shitty from a recent WWF Live event in Germany. Hey, in your Germany. And it looks like Jake the Snake Roberts DDT'd Owen Hart. And we learned that the British Bulldog is deathly afraid of snakes as Jake was able to touch the Bulldog with a snake. Clarence Mason, attorney at large is showing Tim White some papers. Standing by Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake is at the In Your House interview location, but he's all alone without anyone to interview him. No need, because Jake can interview himself. Or can he? Let's see if Vince McMahon agrees. I've always been the kind of man that went downtown. When I went downtown, I went not knowing what I was going after. Now, pause. Did Jake the Snake take a young Shane McMahon downtown thus Facilitating his obsession with go downtown O oh, J R. Me and the snake used to go downtown. He showed me whores. He showed me booze. It was tremendous. But my dad, when my dad found out, he'd get P O. He got real P O J R. After uh Jake says I went not knowing what I was going
0: after. Yeah, but let me, Jake, Jake. See, there's a plan A and there's a plan B. Have you seen what's going on? We've got we've got a bunch of people, Cornet. Let me tell you something. I don't go anywhere
1: blind. Well, not anymore. I mean, you you beat those demons in the blindfold matchup. I got something for you. I'll bring it to you now. Well, I can tell you. Get ready for the roof to blow off. So Vince just couldn't let Jake get his shit out. He had to sort of interview him on the side. Jake does arrive, though, and the roof doesn't so much blow off, but we get mild appreciation. Here comes the Snake Man. That's a man possessed, Jake the Snake Roberts. So, Jake has Plan B. Well, what is Plan B? I did a little internet research, and it appears that Plan B is a little pill that can really help you with some unwanted complications in your life. However, contact your physician for more details. Jake, of course, is wearing his classic reboot body armor. Of course. I mean, you got to cover the tum-tum. Jake is handed the paperwork. He rips it up! That doesn't mean it's not legally binding. It just means he ripped it up. And the snake is out of the bag! Cornette sees this. All of the heels scurry away. Jim Cornette faints in the corner. Uh, referee Tim White appears to be either admonishing Jake for unleashing the snake or shadow boxing because he's really throwing some hands. And Jake snakes Cornette in the corner with the snake. Cornette is like I said, is out. Down for the count. So much, the British Bulldog starts pumping on Jim Cornette's chest, hoping to awaken him from his dreamlike slumber. It appears that the paperwork indicates the snake is barred from ringside. Jake takes the snake to the backstage area, which allows us, thank God, to get the camera close in on Jim Cornette as he regains consciousness.
0: Oh God, the snake! The, the snake is slamming! It spit on me, clearance! Clearance! Clearance, wipe me off! Clarence
1: abides. Get away from me, Clarence. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Check my pulse. <laughs> it's tremendous. <laughs> Cause he's like, wipe me, Clarence. And Clarence wipes him. He's like, get away from me. <laughs> oh man, Jim Cornette might be a fucking prick, but his on-screen work is tremendous. We want Jake. Says Omaha, Nebraska. Well, some music with some big bass starts. Wait a
0: minute. We're gonna have it tonight, right? Anything can happen here in the World Wrestling Federation. Maybe that's plan B. Ahmed Johnson. Oh, my goodness. Raptors are going to rock. Yeah, here we go.
1: So, yeah, Jake has Ahmed Johnson with him. I guess it's now a tag team match. Vince is cool with it. The bell rings. So, here we go. It's uh Jake and Ahmed taking on the Bulldog and Owen, the brothers-in-law. So, Jake and Owen start this thing but Owen quickly tags the Bulldog, so Jake quickly tags to Ahmed. Well, 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 says the concrete man, but Bulldog wants no piece of this, so just tags Owen back in. It appears that Ahmed and the Bulldog had some sort of an arm wrestling confrontation on Raw, and afterwards the British Bulldog beat Ahmed Johnson on the thumb so hard it broke, which is why Ahmed has on a cast. So the match finally starts, or does it? Owen is battling Ahmed Johnson. Vince mentions he believes Diana Hart Smith is here somewhere, and of course that will be important later. Ahmed Johnson man handles Owen Hart. We already talked about the broken thumb. Vince lets us know, however, that there is action in the ring, all over the arena, but not just the ring. <clears throat> the WWF Superstar Line room as well, as America Online. Action all over the place. Cyberspace, you name it. The WWF is everywhere. Now, I desperately want a Lawnmower Man-esque type film with Vince McMahon ruling over mid-90s cyberspace. Like, step right up, come into this chat room. Can we talk about my favorite TV show, France? No, this chat room is a more uh, unique brand of athletic-based entrepreneurial entertainment of a superstar nature. Yes! Vince, of course... Since Ahmed is in the ring, he can't just say Ahmed or Johnson or something like that. It's always Ahmed Johnson! Alright! Ahmed Johnson is so fucking shiny. He's like one of those rare shiny Pokemon. When Ahmed Johnson enters the ring and he's all shined up and oily, he should get the little shimmer sing that they give to the shiny Pokemon when you play that game. Now we see Diana Hart Smith. She's in the crowd. And wouldn't you know it, a kidster behind her has on a sweet Toronto Raptors David Stottemeyer jersey. Now, I also had this jersey, and it ruled. I mention this specifically because uh, it won't be the only jersey that I remember from this night. But we'll talk about that more in our main event. Jake goes for the DTT. Vince loses it. Here we go! We're going to get it! No! No! King says, Owen oh, Hart is all over Jake the Snake Roberts like a mongoose. I don't really know what that means, but I like it. Bulldog in now, so Ahmed tagged in of course, a British Bulldog bail, so we once again get Owen and Ahmed Johnson in a test of strength. Let's see if Owen wants to do it. Oh, he's sorry for it now. Ha-ha! Now, fun moment here. Owen leaps at Ahmed Johnson and gets hit with the clothesline from Pearl River. It's just funny because somehow Ahmed Johnson has thrown this clothesline, and and they were dead center in the ring, but now they're all the way over by the left camera side on the ropes. It's just like, I don't know, how much can you fuck up a clothesline, Ahmed? But Ahmed Johnson then gets Owen Hart in the corner and stomps a mud hole shades of a Texas rattlesnake, but right at the end, he adds on a little accoutrement. He does like a spin and then stomps one more time like it's a spin kick. (laughs) I don't know, I just liked it a lot. What do you want from me? Uh, But the bulldog attacks from behind, and then finally makes a legal tag in to take on Ahmed Johnson. Now that he's under the weather, but the heels do make a lot of quick tags. Owen ends up with Ahmed Johnson in peril, but not for long, because Ahmed fights back and hits a military press. There goes Owen Hart. Yeah, up. Well, in reality, he said way up, but it sounded like yeah, up. It's tremendous. Jake gets tagged in to no reaction. But then later is a DDT chant. Tell these people to shut up, McMahon. I can't tell Nebraska to shut up. <laughs> that was a bit uh, William Shatner-esque in delivery, but I do love that he's like, well, how, how am I to say to a Nebraska, Be silent, Nebraska. How does one communicate with a Nebraska? A uh, shitty missile drop kick by Owen takes down the Snakester. Vince claims Bret Hart taught Owen Hart everything he knows, and that must explain to me. This shitty drop kick. Brett, of course, at this time in the World Wrestling Federation's history, is on sabbatical, hanging out with his son, Knife, and appearing on some Dove. The heels are in control of this match, and it happens again. We get a Vince McMahon double play. The British Bulldog and his tag team brother-in-law partner, Owen Hart, live from Nebraska, in your house. Kicking off in your house. <laughs> what? So t- another one, we get a good usage And a shitty usage. And I just love all the ways that he describes Owen Hart. The British Bulldog and his tag team brother-in-law partner, Owen Hart, live! (sighs) Ah, look at the adjective. Tag team brother-in-law partner. Jake makes a comeback, but gets cut off by the classic poke to the eyes. You know, McMahon, British Bulldog was the original party animal, way before Spuds McKenzie. Spuds McKenzie! (laughs) I just love... I love that Vince... I guess it's twofold. I guess we could assume he doesn't know who Spuds McKenzie is, or he could be appalled by the reference that's made years too late. Spuds McKenzie, how dare you, King? Vince then lets us know he doesn't remember that WrestleMania happened when he says, You see, it's the first time that Jake the Snake Roberts and Ahmed Johnson have ever teamed up. Of course it's not. The Heat segment goes on way too long. Owen gets in a sleeper. Jake counters with a stutter! He'll know about stutters in a few months Hot tags on both sides. Ahmed Johnson enters the ring and yells, (laughs)
0: "Ah, Ahmed! Ahmed going to work! Work on the Bulldog!
1: Ahmed hits the main event spinebuster
0: and sticks out his tongue. Oh yeah, Ahmed Johnson! Taking him to him! Forgot about it! Ah, you better watch Ahmed
1: Johnson! After this spinebuster, Jake is immediately tagged back in. That seems like a great idea. You came in for the hot tag, one buster, and tag in the broken 43-year-old guy. Jake goes for the DDT, but no! Owen is in. Ahmed is in. It's Bonzo Gonzo. Somehow the referee is distracted, and uh, the Bulldog gets Cornette's tennis racket, hits Jake in the knee with it three times, gets in the ring, locks in a knee bar. Jake surrenders immediately. The Bulldog and Owen win. Great moment as some of the ringside citizens of Nebraska yell at the British Bulldog. They are not pleased. The Bulldog and Owen Hart. Imagine this. Victorious. Well, I don't have to imagine it, Vince. I just saw it happen. Uh, Bulldog and Owen are walking to the back. We get a great moment where Bulldog and Owen spike the camera. And Owen does the British Bulldog's muscle posing and flexing and mannerisms. It's tremendous. And we head to the superstar line. My goodness! On the superstar line right now are the stars of the WWF Free for All. Mark Marrow, Sable, and the 123 Kid. Marrow, making his uh, Concrete Man debut here, staring into the camera, looking intense, speaking into this red phone. The 123 Kid also speaking into a red phone on his side of the room, but he's flexing. All right. I wish I had those tapes. I need to be no. <laughs> I need to know what they're saying. Uh, the king claims Sable is ugly. And speaking of ugly, it's time for one of the worst matches I can remember. Goldust's theme starts. Well, you know what this means. You want a get buzzer? Hey, wait a minute. Goldust is here. And Marlena is here, of course, to defend the Intercontinental Championship. But there's a big, fat, hat-wearing thug with him. And Goldust appears to be limping. Oh, this should explain it. We see footage from the free-for-all. Apparently, I I remember this. Uh, I think they say Goldust slips on some water as the warrior chases him after a confrontation. Were there no banana peels in the arena to be found? I mean, if you're going to do this slipping anyway, go big and just have Goldust slip on a banana peel. At least, it's more theatrical that way. I don't know. But we do get the footage from the free-for-all. The warrior... The, of, the, of an ultimate nature, is speaking to Doc Hendricks, and he says, Long ago, the spirit of the warrior was coming out of that belt. And then Goldust and Marlena just bounce into the frame. They blow smoke and spit, like, blow gold dust off the warrior's face. The warrior gets this face-related trauma and goes,
0: Arr!
1: and then beats on his chest, and Goldust and Marlena scurry away, but we don't see the actual water slip, unfortunately. Uh, Vince primes us for the entrance of the opponent. He says, Goldust's opponent is the most reckless individual in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. Okay, I can get behind that, Vince. I agree with you. The reality of this entire scenario is that Goldust just can't work tonight. He's got a bum knee, and they booked themselves into a corner defending against the Warrior right after he re-debuted. I thought for sure, as a kidster, this was going to be a SummerSlam 88-type squash, and Warrior was just going to get the belt that rightfully is his. Who is this fat guy? I think it's Mantar, actually. The Warrior's music starts, so here we go. Get set! Get
0: ready! (laughs) Oh! <laughs>
1: the warrior emerges and his overpriced light show begins the warrior is here asking his gods is it my time to have an abortion of a match in Omaha, Nebraska he gets into the ring and there's more pyro a giant warrior symbol ignites unbelievable gold is furious he gets caught yelling at the warrior and scurries away some more during this match, Jerry the King Lawler makes so many movie-related puns, I'm not going to waste your time going over all of them. They're tremendous and annoying at the same time. The bell rings, so here we go. Speaking of movie titles, however, Vince McMahon proves that the Batman is no longer the world's greatest detective because he's been on the case and lets us know the man outside has got to be a bodyguard. A bodyguard. And the bodyguard is on the apron? This bodyguard is dressed like he's ready for the comeback of Ska. He's a few years too early. The King mentions Executive Decision, the film. I haven't seen that one in a long time. I think it's time for a rewatch. But Goldust and Marlena run all the way to the house. The Ultimate Warrior is a little too tired to follow after putting on the pyro-based spectacle for the audience. But he does find that Marlena has dropped her lit cigar in the aisle He picks up the cigar, and, well, he indulges a little bit. The bodyguard is pissed seeing the cigar in the hands of the mortal enemy of a Goldust and a Marlena. And, hey, the bodyguard is also a movie, uh, but the king doesn't actually use that one. Warrior takes a big puff. The ultimate warrior, to my knowledge, does not smoke on the contrary. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) All right, whatever. The warrior takes Marlena's director's chair. He's got the chair. He's got the chair. Yells the bodyguard. The warrior fluffs his hair. He smokes. He takes gold dust wig. Who's playing the mind games now? The ultimate warrior sits in the director's chair. He smokes some more. He crosses his legs. Gold dust in the aisle yells. Oh, that's too much. Looks like the warrior. It's just having himself a Sunday here in your chair, Goldust. Warrior is truly relaxed. As I mentioned, the leg is crossed. He's a complete resting state. Nebraska starts a chant. I don't approve. I don't approve at all. You know, the bell rang way back when, so why has a countout not been initiated? The king mentions Dr. Love, so that's cool. The warrior! Still sitting in the chair. Vince, with the explanation. The ultimate warrior waiting patiently for destiny to strike. Okay. Uh, Goldust, in response to Omaha's unflattered, inappropriate chant, has the microphone. <laughs> Hello? If you people don't shut your mouths right now, I am personally going to kiss each and every one of you. So shut up! Again, more mind games. The warrior is patient. Omaha starts the chant yet again. Fuck you, Omaha! Gold Dust threatens to enter the ring, that is, but uses Marlena as a human shield. War- warrior holds out Gold Dust' golden robe slash jacket for Gold Dust. Vince McMahon has himself a moment on commentary.
0: All right, come on, Toro! Ha ha! The ball Fighter. <laughs> what?
1: I mean, I guess Warrior is holding it sort of like a matador would, but still. Come on, Toro! (laughs) Ha-ha! The ball fighter! Yeah! Marlena inches closer, and the Warrior gives her back her cigar. The gentleman. He offers the cape, as Vince now calls it. Warrior puts on the robe. He's so polite, helping Goldust get dressed here. Goldust sits in the chair and actually says, My knee hurts. I need to sit down. He rubs himself and inhales. Marlena and Warrior are now sharing the cigar as if they're in a threesome with one another, sharing a big penis. You'd like that, wouldn't you, Warrior? You fucking legendary piece of shit. Anywho,
0: what is going on here, says
1: Vince McMahon. Well, I told you, Vince, they're just sharing a cock between the two of them, all right? Leave it alone. But Warrior takes a big puff. Goldust offers his hand. For a kiss, you know, like, pledge fealty to me with a kiss to my hand because I'm the king. Uh Uh-oh! The warrior takes the hand of the gold dust, but puts out the cigar on the hand, burning a gold dust. And the ultimate warrior pounds on his chest, shades of Donkey Kong. Gold dust still seated in the chair, the warrior hits the clothesline from parts unknown to a seated gold dust. Goldust flees the ring. The ref starts the count out. I guess because there's been physical altercation. God damn it for that actually making sense. Like he couldn't count out the the Warrior because the match, or couldn't count out Goldust because there hadn't been physical altercation in the match. I don't know if that's actually a thing, but I guess that's what they're going for. Goldust is immediately counted out. Uh, Warrior hunts the bodyguard around the ring. They get into a fight. Warrior. Doesn't sell anything from the bodyguard. He dances in place, hits a bunch of clotheslines in the flying tackle. Vince yells, forget about it! The warrior steals or rips the jacket and the shirt off of the bodyguard. The bodyguard's tum-tum is exposed. The bodyguard is body-slammed and leaves. The warrior wins via count-out. Um, He wears Goldust's wig and the bodyguard's hat, and he looks like a Muppet. Specifically, the female Muppet that was in Dr. Teeth's band. I'm sorry, I don't know her name. Let's go to Doc in the locker room! Please, enough of this shit. The British Bulldog is in the back, yelling at World Wrestling Federation officials, Get him out! No! Doc has on his serious voice. He's not sure what's going on, but he's heard Diana mentioned, and the Bulldog is trying to get into the locker room of the heartbreak kid. I'll, I'll stay with this Vince more later. Let's go to ringside for Vince and the King here to try to explain what's happened so far in your house. That was bizarre, Jerry the King Lawler. What a cheap way to get out of the booking? Yes. Yes, Vince, I agree. But what a cheap way to hold on to the Intercontinental Championship by Goldust. There's no time to hear from these lovable goofballs any further. Because, according to the theme music I'm hearing, it appears to indeed be... Be
0: the The bad guy Razor Ramon
1: is about to lock up with the man they call Vader. The king talks about Razor Ramon possibly becoming a grease stain on the mat tonight. Vince responds, "It's Vader time." Vader, of course, injured Yokozuna recently on Raw, and they had to forklift him out of there. It's a big, famous storyline that gets a lot of play. And now, for the very last time, on World Wrestling Federation in your house-based entertainment, the tires. Screech.
0: Wait a minute now! Yeah! The only four time Intercontinental Champion of the history of the World Wrestling Federation! Right out of your garage! Yeah! It's the bad guy! Razor remote!
1: Garage? Well, I guess it's a furniture alert. I can't put over how shocked I was here as a kid that Razor was actually on the show. It's like seeing a ghost. And I don't say that to make a joke about the person. It's just that he hadn't been around, and you knew he was going to WCW, and here he is. So it's just kind of weird. It's like, I don't know. He's into it. He, he doesn't really, like, shit the bed or anything, or he, he doesn't go half-assed. He, you know, it's just weird. That's all I'm going to say. He enters the ring and summons the pyro.
0: Yeah, Razor Ramon, ready to rock the house. Looking good, mama, looking good. <laughs> No,
1: Vince, your funny accents amuse me, so... Vader flexes, and uh, Vince, well, he gets slightly confused.
0: America Online!
1: Uh, Back in the locker room area, action going on in the ring, I stated before. The America Online ring, but uh, room, rather, the Diary Superstars room. Oh my goodness, I see! I don't know what, but it happened. I wrote it down verbatim, he said it. Cornette eats the toothpick and the bell rings, so here we go for the swan song of a Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon immediately dumped her over the top. So his job here is to do the job. And so far, well, well done, I guess. Uh, King calls Razor Ramon a Street Fighter. Well, I'll tell you what, fans. He didn't appear on the latest episode of Junk Man here on the new TNN where we reviewed and watched Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. At least I don't think he was there. Chris Klein was there as the legendary Nash. And Hall is the partner of Nash. So maybe he's in the sequel? I digress. Vader powers Razor Ramon down and then flexes and squats and yells to try to intimidate the bad guy. King and Vince debate if Vader has a nose. Well, he appears to have a nose. It's pushed in. No doubt. Could be pushed in more after this one. Vader punches the breadbasket of a Razor Ramon. Razor is really just getting beaten here to a pulp. The King mentions that Jim Cornette, in the build-up to this match, said Razor Ramon had recently made bad business decisions, and this is another one. So a little acknowledgement there. I find that fascinating, to be honest. But I guess uh, Razor Ramon is a big star. He's going to disappear out of nowhere, so I suppose you might want to throw a little breadcrumb trail down for the, your audience. Finally, Razor comes back with some Razor punches, but is once again dumped over the top. But he gets back in quickly with more quick Razor punches. Razor Moan came to Nebraska to fight. Look at him go. Look at Razor go. He's all punches. Now Vince calls him a street fighter. Well, I guess he he must really be one then. Razor Moan clotheslines Vader over the top, and we get our first glance of... The Drew Bledsoe fan in the crowd. Don't worry. We'll talk about him more in the main event. Vader stalls for quite a while. Jim Cornette distracts Razor Ramon. Vader comes up from behind, but no! Razor hits more Razor punches! Razor Ramon plain possum! Aw, oh, Vince Vin Sweet. I, I'm sorry. I'm not sure that that is what that actually means. Anywho. Vader uses his body to get Razor Ramon down. Vader in there! A big rhino! Big mastodon! Oh no, Vince, don't you dare. There's only one Rhino in the World Wrestling Federation, and that's Jim the Anvil Nightheart, the big Rhino. And I suppose, to a lesser extent, Rhino is also a Rhino. Well, I guess I suppose, to an even lesser extent, Paul Giamatti is also do in the amazing Spider-Man, 2, but enough about rhinos looks like old Moe took a turn, but mo, yeah, momentum, huh. I see in the quarter we get patented <laughs> Vader punches, but a side suplex is delivered by the bad guy. A quick cover, one, two, no. Vader dumps Razor Ramon and heads up top. Could a Vader bomb be incoming? Yes! Oh, it's over. One, two, and... Kick out! He kicked out! He kicked out! He absolutely kicked out! Well, that seems strange. Vader's like a big fucking, like, new star guy, and that's his finish, and you're letting Razor kick out? All right, I'll go with it. Omaha is trying to encourage Razor Ramon. Headbutt in a side suplex by the mastodon, and then more eh, punches. Razor Moon counters with a suplex of his own, and the ring shakes. Razor with the cover. One, two, oh, not quite. Vader is back in control. In the corner, he does a snap because it's a really shitty looking snap mare. He goes up top, he leaps, but Razor catches him midair for a kind of a shitty power slam. I don't know what Vince yells as Razor Ramon somewhat catches and hits this shitty power slam, but his pitch is everywhere.
0: Razor Ramon, <laughs>
1: Razor Ramon goes off the middle rope with a bulldog! One, two, and no. Razor Ramone charges at Vader, but Vader uses his man fat and acts as a brick wall, and Razor just falls to the ground. In the same quarter, Vader once again hits the ish. Goes up top for a Vader bomb. No, he goes up one more for the goddamn moonsault. But Razor Ramon goes up and hits the electric chair drop. Razor Ramon should not be getting this much offense or hope spots. But I guess it's his last match, so you might as well give him something to do, I suppose, as a good, uh, you know, thanks for the effort, if you will. Razor Ramon signals for the edge, but gets a back body drop. Vader just sits on him. One, two, three. Wow, he really squashed him there at the end. And that is, they say, you know, is that. Uh, thank you. Thanks for the memories, even though they weren't so good. Leave the memories alone for Razor moan You got beat on pay-per-view. Uh, Vader and Jim Cornette celebrate. <laughs> Cornette's like, you're the man. Who's the man, Doctor me. You're the man, Doctor me, Jimmy. Who's the man? Doc Hendricks is here for a post-match interview. He has news. Gorilla Monsoon has just booked Vader versus Yokozuna at our very next In Your House. Vader is pissed and stares blankly into the camera. Jim Cornette cuts a promo. Apparently, Yokozuna will be stepping into the Vader Zone. can't wait for that one, when next month we revisit In Your House! All right, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about before, cyberspace. Earlier on, well, there he is. Guess who's in cyberspace? And oh my goodness! It is Paul Bear and the Undertaker in the America Online room, dictating their words to what I guess would be considered a cyberspace analyst. Hey, let's head to the animated WWF shop with the Toddster, Todd Pettengale. What's on sale tonight? Well, it's a sports shirt and hat package. You guys know what I mean when I say sports shirt, like a polo, right? Because we can't legally say polo. Uh, it's a polo shirt and a matching hat with logos of your favorite World Wrestling Federation superstar, the Heartbreak Kid, the Undertaker, and the Ultimate Warrior. Called by Todd, an unbelievable ball of fire, the Ultimate Warrior. It's $39.95 plus shipping and handling, and there's no better way to look cool and happening than with the sports shirt and hat package. Back at ringside, some teensters are ready for the Attitude Era with their three-piece sign. It's three different signs, and these are the words that the signs say. Sonny Marlena Sable. The six best reasons to watch the WWF. All
0: right, Sonny and the Bonnie Donnas, this jam-packed capacity crowd on hand in your house, and we appreciate the privilege of being in
1: your house on pay-per-view. Another double play by the Concrete Man. Sonny is here. She's in all black, including the boots, leading the WWF Tag Team Champions. The Godwins are already in the ring, getting the jobber entrance. Now, Pig, Phineas... Ignatius Godwin is awestruck by the Sunster, as most of us are, but he's also, more importantly, making his Concrete Man debut. He says hi to his mama when he looks into the camera. Well, you know, uh, big hog farmer, you don't want to get them all riled up, as they say. Zip and Hank the Hog Farmer start, but Hard Knocks Chris Candido runs right in for a double-team effort, but the heels both eat clotheslines from Bitters, Arkansas. I'm not going to recap too much of this match because it really sucks. But the King messes up a decent joke by saying Sonny didn't figure out cars had back seats till she was 20. Uh, Where he actually should have said front seats. That would have been the correct way to describe it. Vince offers him a chance to fix it, but he botches it on the second attempt and Vince is like, all right, enough of that. Hard knocks Chris Candido at one point eats a big wheelbarrow slam and he switches places with zip. However, the referee catches this. However, Chris Candido just tagged Zip anyway, and it didn't really matter. Now, they are not twins. Quit talking about Sonny. I'm talking about competition. <laughs> All right. Zip is with Pig. Zip, get the big hog farmer to the other side. Shouldn't Phineas be the big pig farmer? I mean, isn't that sort of the point? Oh, man. At one point, Pig gets Irish whipped into the ropes and Candido pulls down the top so he can fly over. But Phineas hits his skull so hard on the side of the ring. I feel so bad for him. Now Skip, of course, goes to work on Pig outside with kicks. Sonny is watching and action on the outside. However, it's time to briefly play Fun with Closed Captions. Because according to the closed captions, what Vince said was, And edging on the outside. Well, I did say Sunny is watching, so I guess either works. Corn huskers out in this capacity crowd trying to encourage the hog farmers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, a moment in time. Hey, McMahon, what do you call two dirty teddy bears and a tractor that won't start?
0: Two dirty teddy bears and... A uh, tractor that won't start.
1: The Nebraska State Fair! There is then seven seconds of silence. I counted. And Vince responds. All right. Hard Knocks Chris Candido actually does a hurricane rana to Pig, and Vince calls it a Frankensteiner. Eventually, Sunny runs away from the ring. She returns from the back with a framed autographed picture of herself. I guess she's going to do Johnny Cage's friendship to Phineas Godwin, because she gives it to him. Hillbilly Jim threatens to slop her. The ref gets distracted. Henry hits a slop drop on one of them. Uh, Hogg then gets up to yell at the ref. The body donna switch. Small package, one, two, three, blah, blah. Who cares? The body donna's pulled a fast one. Uh, Phidias, however, isn't pissed that they lost. He's pissed that Hillbilly Jim put Sonny's picture in the slop. Sonny then yells into the camera and hits a dynamite pose. Vince says, oh, well, forget about it. It's hilarious that every time someone says slop during this match, the closed captioning refers to it as swamp. (laughs) King says that a hooker once told Phineas Godwin not on the first date. Yikes. Phineas gets the picture of Sonny out of the swamp bucket. He just put the picture of Sonny in his bib overalls. Uh now it's time for a commercial. It's some old-timey black-and-white footage of barbecue, the beaches, the drive to Aunt Edna's. Then, a young man, in full color, does the Macaulay Culkin hands on the face and says, NOT AGAIN! This year, put some real fun into your holiday weekend with the WWF on pay-per-view. Yokozuna vs. Vader, the Wild Man Mark Marrow versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Savio Vega takes on Stone Cold Steve Austin, plus the WWF Championship will be defended. On Sunday night, May 26th, the only place to be is in your house. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary in-your-house-beware-of-dog is heading to a pay-per-view near you. Doc Hendricks is in the back with the wild man, and his big old eyes are open. Good lord, just blink, Mark. Who thought this wild man character was a good idea? Apparently Triple H has unleashed the beast within. Triple H, when you mess with the wild man, you unleash the fury that is going to destroy you in your house. You've now entered the jungle, and will have to answer the call of the wild. Uh, Doc asks Marrow to look at the footage from the free-for-all earlier. And there's a great moment as Merrow is like a deer in headlights trying to figure out which TV. So he's looking to like, where do I look? Where do I look? But it's time to head back to ringside. And did you know, ladies and gentlemen, loyal Concrete Man listeners, that the first 2,500 people to send in proof of purchase for this event get five minutes of free long distance with a WWF calling card? Well, see how easy it was for me to give you that information? Vince had a bit of a harder time. Yes, we look forward to joining you once again next month, ladies and gentlemen, on May 26th. We come again live to you on pay-per-view. And by the way, yes, uh, the first 2,500 individuals who send in your proof of... Uh, joining us tonight, yes, of course, your cable uh, or satellite bill of purchasing, April's in your house. Tonight's in your house, where you could send us and get uh, a free phone card some five minutes, a free long distance. Maybe you could pick one up, King, and stop calling Collect. Yikes. Well, four matches so far, all pretty much completely fucking pointless. But in reality, I mean, we're only here for one match anyway, right? And it is is time. We've been talking about In Your House on May 26th, but let's talk about what we are
0: going to see tonight. No Holds Barred, the boyhood dream had come true for the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, but now the dreams will be shattered by his good friend, now better
1: enemy, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, when no holds are barred. The Heartbreak Kid has proven that he's an amazing wrestler, but this is no holds barred. There's absolutely zero science here which obviously makes it Trump's favorite match. But before we can get started, there's a video package, and it's so well done. I want to point out just a couple of the highlights. I love Diesel wearing his Shawn Michaels shirt the night after WrestleMania 12, beating the shit and throwing bombs out of the Heartbreak Kid. It's tremendous. I love that we get some of their greatest moments uh, in a really well-done sequence here. Uh, We get... uh, The boys hugging and Sean kicking his leg up. The boys hanging out of a limo. Playing rock, paper, scissors at In Your House the Triple Header. But then we see the conflicts. The betrayals. SummerSlam and Survivor Series 94. The accidental HBK kicks. And my god, the footage of Diesel winning the title from Backlund almost triggered my hatred for the WWF, but I I made it through it. And I love that we get asshole Diesel wearing the fanny pack. We get mentions of Syracuse. Shawn Michaels with his beard. The setbacks that have strengthened the man and the superstar. HBK now carries the torch. Now, the man that once protected him is here to run him down. He's a seven-foot punk as well. But yeah, it's it's a really well-done package. When it ends, we see HBK giving a serious interview on the free-for-all. Tonight, he's going to end Diesel. Diesel gives an interview on the free-for-all where he says, Hey, Vince, you going to be out there tonight? I got a surprise for you, because it's live. And when it's live, I'm digging it the most. Now, this is cutting-edge stuff from Nash, even though he's wearing a Hard Rock Cafe hat. I won't hold that against him. Now, personal note before we get in here. This match has always been special to me, because it's a match that I've shown to friends of mine who are not wrestling fans. And it always gets a positive reaction, so it's got a special place in the heart. We're in the arena and Lawler is laughing at McMahon based on Diesel's threats. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here he comes, ladies and gentlemen, former WWF champion. It is Big Daddy Cool Diesel wearing his Diesel Power Singlet from, I believe, SummerSlam 95, but I could be wrong. Tonight, no holds barred, no disqualifications, no countouts. There must be a winner. Lawler hypothesizes that Vince is scared and worried about Diesel could possibly do to him. Meanwhile, backstage, Shawn Michaels is getting his tits rubbed down by Jose Lothario, as one is to do before a serious encounter. Diesel summons the pyro for the last time on pay-per-view. But then, in a tremendous uh, outside-of-the-box moment, he throws his vest down at Vince McMahon. We, We sort of see Diesel toss it, and then we hear it on headset. It's tremendous. What's this? What is this? What is this? We see Vince standing up on the side of the ring. His little glasses are dangling over his nose and he's holding the vest. He just slams it down the table like, what is this all about? Again, it's real cutting edge stuff. Playing with Vince is perhaps more than just the announcer. And playing with the fact that Nash is leaving, he's going to give Vince a big surprise. Hey, look at this. For some reason, Mad Dog Vashon is here. I guess he used to be a sports entertainer. Vince calls him a future Hall of Famer. He lives here in Omaha. Oh, poor guy. His career was cut short in an automobile accident. Him and his brother, the Butcher Vashon, were an extraordinary tag team. However, you want to talk about extraordinary. There's no one more extraordinary than that man right there. The leader of the new WWF generation. It's still Sean backstage getting his tits rubbed. But all of a sudden, chunka chunka. Oh,
0: oh. "'Sean! We're talking no-holds-barred World Wrestling
1: Federation-style! Here we go!' HBK is here. He throws up the actual click sign, briefly, and is very serious. "'Oh, my goodness! Oh, boy! Look out! Here we go!' HBK slides in. The bell rings, and it's a slugfest to start. Sean gets in like six or seven quick strikes, but then Diesel hits one gigantic knee and puts Sean down." Uh, for the count, if you will. I love it. I love the storytelling. It's like seven Sean hits equals one Diesel hit. Uh, it's, it's funny here, too, because Nash, after he gets the knee in, he's kind of grabs his face like, Ah, oh, damn, Slugger. He kind of hit hard. I mean, to hit harder, but, yeah, there's a couple good shots there. I like the effort, kid. HBK still has on his pre-match chaps, for goodness sakes. But he drop kicks Big Daddy Cool out. The chaps are off, and HBK... Hits a baseball slide shades of WrestleMania 11. He goes up top. Unbelievable! A reverse body press to the outside. HBK heads over to the announce table. He pulled the boot of the Spanish announcer, Here Hugo Zavinovich, now. It's shoeless. Shawn comes off the top into the skull with the boot of a Spanish announcer. Forget
0: about it!
1: Now, Shawn gets Nash into the corner, and Jose is also in this corner, and he's giving Sean some advice. The advice must be, punch, 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 because all Jose's do it is throwing ghost punches into the air. Uh, reversal off an Irish whip makes HBK do the flare flip. He's standing on the apron. It get, gets punched off the side of the ring into the steel rail. Vince does another, out about it! Oh, no, no! Big Daddy Cool then tosses HBK in the ring, and there is a large audible... Diesel chant that pretty much sustains throughout this entire match. Lawler promises that he's not going to help Vince out when Diesel comes for him. Now, I can't remember here. I need to re-listen to JT and Chad's Wrestling Warzone over on the South Connection podcast network, but I can't remember if the storyline is that Nash is just sh- saying shit to Vince, assuming we know he's the owner, or if Diesel's pissed because Vince is such an HBK mark as an announcer character. I think it might be that. Diesel beats on Sean and then stares at Vince. The camera swings around and we see King pointing at Vince like with a grin on his face like, He's right here! Ah, ha, ha. Big snake eyes by the seven foot monster. Hey, look at your champ now, McMahon. Sean gets placed into the same corner as Jose. Hey, old man, this is how we do it in the 90s. Man, black glove diesel fucking rules. Uh, Lawler tells Jose Letharia to sit down before you have a stroke. Big sidewalk slam. Diesel jams him down on the canvas. These diesel impact, big impact moves look so great having Sean taking them. Because, you know, I, it, Sean's a little guy. Diesel's a big guy. I mean, but Diesel can still move. Diesel can slam him down hard. Sean can take it. Sean's a showman. It just works so fucking well. Diesel has some evil black tape on his wrists. He unwinds, and my God, he's choking the referee. We said no holds barred, but we didn't mean this. Diesel takes Earl down and takes the gentleman's belt. Luckily, Earl's pants remain in position. If this was Vince Russo WCW, those pants would be down and tidy, whiteys would be exposed. But Big Daddy Cool Diesel is now cosplaying as Mickey Rourke because he is whiplashing the shit out of a Shawn Michaels king tremendous odd commentary. Ruin his life! Ruin his life! He yells ruin his life like 47 times in this match. Diesel then chokes Sean with the belt. The belt is wrapped around Sean's neck. Diesel picks him up and tosses him over the top rope for a brief hanging spot. Yep, he just hangs him. Tosses Sean right over the rope. Vince makes noises. Oh no! Knock! knock! No! don't know what they are but they're just sounds what i could decipher was oh no not say
0: (laughs) oh no
1: nash heads outside tosses the fink on the ground and takes the fink's chair and slams it into the back of a heartbreak kid thank god earl's back up he unties sean this one is getting out of hand diesel is just measuring him back inside Diesel hits another back shot with the steel chair shades of the Madison Square Garden betrayal right before WrestleMania Sean pulls up and we are now to get about to get JT's favorite spot in all of professional wrestling Diesel swings the chair Sean runs away the chair hits the ropes and bounces right back into the face of a big daddy cool Diesel yeah it's dumb but it looks fine in this instance HBK now has the chair He's slow to swing. He ratch—he ratches it back for big impact, but he does it too slow and just gets shot right in the dick by Diesel's fist. A low blow by Diesel. This whole match has been a low blow. Big back body drop. After this big back body drop, Diesel finally makes a cover. I think it might be the first one in the entire match. I'm not sure. Finally, it's over, and I'm glad it is. No, it's a two count. Jeez, Vince. Oh, you're glad it's... Oh, I see. So, so he doesn't get hurt. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's true love, really. You'd rather see him alive than with the gold. I get it, man. I get it. Uh, there's some big boos for the kickout. Michaels won't quit. Diesel then does sort of a face stretch submission. It's the only weak spot of the entire match. It doesn't last too long. I do like here... Uh, It gives the announcers a little bit of time just to slow down. And the King mentions Diesel has never lost to Shawn Michaels. I like that. I think it's good storytelling. HBK is up. Fists of fire. Yanking the hair. And then there's a great spot. A sequence here. Shawn gets up from this. He hits Diesel. Diesel hits him. And Shawn back bumps. Same thing. Back bump. Up again. Same thing. Back bump. Stay down, Shawn. Stay down. Stay down, Shawn. To the outside. Oh, no. So, Sean is right in front of the United States American announce table. Diesel follows. The black glove is raised into the air. Sean Michaels is in a jack-knifing position. There are cheers and boos. What's he gonna do? Sets him up! No!
0: Not to the floor! No!
1: Sorry about your ears, but I wanted to simulate what this sounds like. Diesel jackknifes Shawn Michaels through the English announce table. Vince tries to grab a monitor as Sean is in the air being slammed down. And right at the impact, it flies out of his hands and it fucking hits Vince in the face and it causes Vince to fall and his headset to go flying off of his head. This, this table spot has to be in consideration for the best table spot of all time. It is perfectly done. And when it's over, like when Diesel does the jackknife, okay, he just walks away. We'll get to that in a second. But Shawn is covered in the remnants of the announce table. The monitors, the little black cloth, somebody's pencil, like a cup of coffee. Like I say that jokingly, but anything that was on the table has now buried Shawn Michaels alive, okay? The art of this match is enhanced because he's buried. I mean, he's uh, he has to come from underneath if he's going to survive. When I say come from underneath, I mean literally. He's buried. It's such a happy accident. It's amazing. It's just one of those things you can't plan for, but you're goddamn happy it happened. Now, Vince, the commentary's gone, by the way. There is no commentary because the headsets have been detached. Everything's silent except for the crowd, which also adds to this. Vince himself starts to uncover Shawn Michaels piece by piece. It's kind of beautiful, in a way, if you really think about the Concrete Man journey. That's a joke and a serious thing at the same time, if you believe it. It's true. Diesel now grabs the WWF Championship, goes to the ring and poses. He hands the belt to Earl like, strap me up, Earl, the champ. Uh, Outside, HBK is stirring, and the legendary words are spoken, Stay down! Let it be over! Just let it be over! Just let it be over! Yes, Vince is yelling to Sean off of headset, just talking to him, and the camera picks it up, and I swear to you, I cannot tell you how many times my friends and I would say, just let it be over, as a reference to this moment, but it would be not when we're talking about wrestling. Like, if we were at a party, and we were like, think you can take one more shot, and it doesn't look like a good idea, one of us would be like, just let it be over, just let it be over. Like, don't take that shot, dude, you're going to puke. Like, Just let it be over. Became a part of our lexicon. It's tremendous. HBK crawls to the apron. Diesel peers over the side from inside the ring like, Oh, hey, little buddy, you're still here. Sean has found a fire extinguisher and unleashes the fury of the CO2 or whatever the fuck it is right into the face of a big daddy cool diesel. It looks so desperate from Sean's perspective. And it's played perfectly because it it fucking connects. I don't know other way to phrase it. Like, this the fucking fire extinguisher shit hits Nash in the face like perfectly. Like, and Nash is now blinded in the ring like throwing punches. HBK is finally in a position to fight back. Loud boos, loud cheers. HBK hits the flamboyant forearm. No commentary. It's visceral because only the sounds of the arena are guiding us. Nip up. Catch Shawn Michaels. Do impossible! No, it looks like commentary is back up. Vince and the King are standing where their table was with little microphones. Just doing commentary. HBK goes out and grabs one of their chairs. And the headset and all the cables are tangled into the chair still. It's such another happy accident. Because Sean takes it in the ring and smashes it across Diesel's back. And then Diesel's skull. And every time he does, the equipment just goes flying. Cover him! Cover up, Sean! Diesel, though, gets back in control and hits a big boot. And when I say it's a big boot, Shawn Michaels sells this thing like he's going one-on-one with Hogan. Like, if you think that he oversold for Hogan, this is the definition of oversell. But it's perfect. It's a perfect oversell because it works. Okay? Again, with the jackknife position, Diesel gets Sean up, but no! Michael's shot up in the no, 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 no! In this scenario, no, 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 no! Equals, Sean fires back with fists of sexiness and resiliency. And then just stomps on Diesel's face. I guess it's a face stomp, but it works. He goes up top, hits the big elbow. Shawn Michaels! Give it to him! Give him the kick! It's true. The band is tuning up. Vince says the entire time the band is tuning up. Give it to him! Give it to him! Give it to him! Give it to him! him." Shawn swings. It's blocked. Old Glory clothesline! And Diesel is back in control! Diesel then clotheslines Sean over the top, or over the top rope and outside to the ring. Diesel heads out as well, dumps Sean onto the security steel rail shades of the Savage Crush Summit, tosses Sean in, Diesel's ready to go back in, but uh, he's got an idea. He looks to his side, he sees future Hall of Famer, Mad Dog Vachon. Diesel opens the security railing, grabs Mad Dog Vachon, and we hear this:
0: <clears throat> "That's Maurice Vachon. What's he doing with those? What? Oh my! What? Oh my! I, I can't believe that Maurice Vachon, who suffered an automobile accident, and Diesel. That's the lowest thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: In this scenario." That's the lowest thing I've ever seen in my life. Equals. Diesel has ripped off. Maurice Vichon's. Prosthetic leg. And he's holding it like a trophy. He's got it above his head. And he's ready to strike the final blow. To the heartbreak kid. However. Shawn Michaels. Goes for dick trauma. And now. HBK has. The boot. But where's the foot? Shawn Michaels calls his shot, and Diesel eat defeat! Because, you know, Sean slams the foot into his face. Now the band is tuning up for a second time, and here we go! I promised it! And here we are. There is a fan right behind Shawn Michaels as he's tuning up the band the second time. I've always felt a kinship with this man because he's wearing a Drew Bledsoe jersey in Omaha, Nebraska, and I was in somewhat Cincinnati, Ohio. I felt like the only Drew Bledsoe fan in the world because nobody else was. I had the same Bledsoe jersey. So right there, I feel a kinship with this man. And I was also an HBK fan. And when Sean starts tuning up the band, the Bledsoe fan stomps and claps like there is no tomorrow. Once you see it, you will never not see it. You're welcome. Sweet gin music. One. Two. Yes HBK gets the one two three he's all fired up He's yelling at Diesel like get the fuck in character Get the fuck out of my ring Go to WCW This is mine This is my belt He then stares into the camera and starts yelling at no one Come on big boys you wanna play? He does the Hogan pose like fuck you Hulk you suck like he's so mad He's so hyped He's so sexy! He's the heartbreak cad, But I do love it. Like, it feels so organic and real. Again, real, real, real. It's weird that in this cartoonish concrete man voyage we've been on, for some reason, this 20-minute segment feels so real. I mean, you need proper context. And that's one of the reasons I think it also endures. It stands out to us and it takes us back to a place in time where it felt different. To see something not only like this, but to see this type of presentation. To see the blending of reality and fiction.
0: We've said before, anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Tonight, new standards have been uh, made here. He then corrects himself. New standards have been set.
1: We get some pyrotechnics and fans, that's it. We fade to black. Boo! Where is the in-your-house extra? Where is the footage of the British Bulldog saying to Shawn Michaels, He's a dirty, stinking pervert. He's just a pervert. Mm, I was so looking forward to it. But alas, maybe we'll have to do a Concrete Man Dirty dirty Pervert special to cover some of the Monday Night Raws leading up to Beware of Dog. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, this match rules. I could see five stars. Five stars. It's a minimum four and a half. I don't know. I'm not a professional wrestling reviewer uh, because I don't get paid for this. Uh, But the new generation inches ever forward to a close, and uh, the Attitude Era gets just a little bit closer. I mean, look, I'm not trying to change history. I mean, we're not close, but stuff like this, man. Stuff like this. But what a main event that it was. Uh, What a shitty pay-per-view Absolutely, the shit is just wiped away, but this awesome fucking match. And and that sort of goes to show that all it takes is that one special part uh, can make up for lackluster performance from everything else. It really, really does. But there are no lackluster performances here on the new TNN. You know, here in November, we've... Given some Survivor Series stuff out here and there. We did a Bright Man reviewing Survivor Series 90. We did the top man worst Survivor Series teams of all time. And, uh, you know, Junk Man has been introduced here on the new TNN. We've covered uh, some real shitty movies Street Fighter Chun Li, Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain, Dolph Ziggler's Countdown, and of course the 100th episode special, Rollerball, starring Paul Heyman, Shane McMahon, and I guess Chris Klein. But the only way that you'll be continued to be notified with awesome new shows like that drop here on the new TNN, is to subscribe, so please do so. Write up a nice review. And don't know if we'll be speaking before American Thanksgiving. So be safe, don't do anything stupid. uh, You know, and have a good time. I'm Johnny C. A winner is you. And we're good
0: friends! But definitely better enemies.